What is up, pro wrestling fans? How you guys doing? Coming off that uh, big wrestling weekend. We are Dork Side of the Ring. It's the podcast where your nerdy obsession with professional wrestling is not only tolerated, it is celebrated. I am Matt Marbury, and with me at the table, Adam Tollefson. I said wrestling when I wasn't supposed to say it. Now, I'm here to goddamn wrestle. Yes. I missed most of that uh, live. That was like an after thing? Yeah. I had to beat traffic a little bit. Yeah. But uh, we'll get into it a little bit later. But what a fucking incredible weekend of pro wrestling. It was. We were so fortunate. We said it several times that all of this took place an hour away from our doorstep um, with something else. Yeah, we're lucky. Lucky, fortunate. I, I don't fortunate. Luck there you go. is for losers, as Phil Brooks would say. <laughs> uh, but we are very fortunate that that happened. Well, as we sit down to record, it is September eighth, two thousand twenty-one, and on this day in pro wrestling history. 1979, Intercontinental Champion Pat Patterson defeats WWF World Champion Bob Backlund via countout in a very rare champion versus champion match in Springfield, Massachusetts. Even more rare for the IC title holder to get the win over the the champ champ, wouldn't you think? Yeah, that makes sense on the countout then. Yeah. Sure. Bob's got to look strong. That's right. <laughs> you think Patterson knows all of his presidents? Fuck no. <laughs> Even the French ones. <laughs> 1983, Stan Hansen defeats Giant Baba for the Pacific Wrestling Federation World Heavyweight title, now part of the All Japan Triple Crown, mm. in Chiba, Japan, ending Baba's third title reign. I don't know if I've ever actually seen a Giant Baba match. No, I think I've just seen him like in pictures yes, and, and clips stills and stuff, and stuff yeah. like that. Mm. There's a lot out there that we don't even scratch the surface of. I know. I'll probably never get to it either. I know. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like there's not wrestling on fucking six nights of the week right now. I mean, right. Yikes. 1991. The National Wrestling Alliance officially strips Ric Flair of the NWA World Heavyweight title only two days before Flair makes his WWF in-ring debut. Remember, he brought the title with him and they yes. blurred it out. Beautiful. World Championship Wrestling had stripped Flair of their title, quotes, back in July when Flair could not come to terms with WCW for a new contract. This would cause the splintering of the WCW and NWA title lineage. This one, like, breaks off? Well, yeah, because they used to always, like, you would watch old Clash of Champions and stuff, and they would be defending NWA titles on there, and and this is when they finally said, fuck it, we're going to be our own brand thing i guess um 2008 fox searchlight pictures purchased the rights to the wrestler for four million dollars beating out lionsgate overture the weinstein company and sony pictures the october 12th screening that would close out the new york international film festival would then immediately sell out right afterwards it's kind of crazy and i you know what else is weird on here I always thought Lionsgate was like a subsidiary of Weinstein Company. So did I. Maybe it was, maybe it was separate. I, I don't can't, know. Yeah. 
you, that stuff's too gray for me. I think you'd think one thing. And well, it's, it's like, like no, brothers it's, owned it, right? So it's oh, like Harvey and whatever. Maybe it's the dude that's not in prison. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I was getting at. Like maybe it's like, oh, Harvey's doing some weird shit over there. I'm going to start my own thing. I'm just going to do my own thing over here. I like to think that's the case. I hope <clears> so. 2008. My voice is still a little roach from, uh, from this weekend. Ooh, this is a weird one. WTVD in North Carolina reported that Ashley Fleer, 22, daughter of Rick Flair, has been arrested in conjunction with an incident that left the Hall of Famer, quote, bloodied and bruised. Hmm. According to the story, police in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, were called to a commotion outside an apartment complex involving Flair, Ashley, and an unidentified 22-year-old man. The three were apparently involved in a fight, but Ric Flair de- declined to file charges. However, Ashley has been accused of kicking a police officer, leading to a taser gun being used on her. Oh, damn. No details on why the fight occurred or the extent of Ric Flair's injuries. Interesting. Papa Flair coming to the rescue or the couple pissed off at Papa Flair or... Yeah. I've, I've definitely heard, and I haven't done too much digging, nor will I, but... I have heard that, you know, Charlotte had a bit of a two actually tumultuous relationships. Like she's two time divorced from dudes that were not very kind to her and big shocker. Right. Charlotte Flair probably has a little bit of daddy issue going on or something. The apple doesn't (laughs) fall far from the robe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the rhinestone doesn't fall far there from the go. road there we go there we go nailed it <laughs> we got there 2009 former wwe and wcw wrestler sean o'hare real name sean hare <laughs> damn put an o on it pal you're, you're irish <laughs> uh he was arrested and charged with battery and criminal trespassing after allegedly grabbing his girlfriend in a chokehold while cursing at her. Thought it was an ODQ match. <laughs> With his girlfriend? With his girlfriend. Yikes. Mm. 2009. Let's get off of this. Yeah. Lil- <laughs> <laughs> Lillian Garcia announced she would be leaving WWE in September. Garcia has remained on good terms with the company and has returned for multiple appearances since. She definitely pops up at things... Pretty frequently. Yeah, I see her out there once in a while. And good for her. Like, that's the best thing you can do. Leave that place on somewhat good terms so that you can be brought back here and there for a payday. You don't know if they're going to put you in a video game or trading cards or Funko Pop or whatever. Any sort of Legends lineup of of anything. Like, don't burn that bridge, man. That's right. Although the people that burn the bridge always end up getting the olive branch extended to them, it seems like. Usually. Because the... Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. 2009, same day, Gunner Udy, the 16-year-old son of former WWF and WCW world champion Sid Vicious, debuted over the weekend as Lord Humongous, mm. a gimmick that his father did in the old Continental Territory early in his career. I like that. And then, that's just crazy. It doesn't say which which promotion he appeared for. It's got to be like one of those southern ones. Um Lord Humongous, it's like synonymous with wrestling, the whole like Mad Max thing, and all, you know. But in 2009, like, no, I feel like nobody knew who the fuck Lord Humongous was. I would agree. 
And then it kind of brought brought back a little bit when they started remaking those Mad Maxes. Or, uh, yeah, what's what's his name? Tom Hardy. Yes. Yeah. Which those are good. Those are really good. <laughs> I, I totally I was dig blown those. away on that. I was Very like, good. This I was not going to even give it a go. Yeah, I, it was. Those are pretty good flicks. Hell's yeah. Uh, birthdays, Adam. Let me try it. Oh, I was going to pull out his real name, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Scott something. Raven. Raven is... Shit, man. Well, we saw him in Chicago at the Major Wrestling <laughs> Figure Podcast live. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. We also saw him white. on the Jericho Cruise. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. We watched this stand-up. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. <laughs> I will say 59. You're going to say 59? Mm-hmm. He is 57. All right. Scott Levy is his name. What did I say? Scott something? or Scotty I, Flamingo, man. Um, Lodi, member Lodi. of Raven's Flock. Wow, keeping it uh, keeping it in the flock. They All probably right. celebrated some good birthdays together mid to late 90s. 51. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, the next one is no longer with us. Timothy Well from the well-known tag team. Well done. Oh, well done. I forgot about well done. Hmm. <laughs> he probably would have been 58. He would have been 59. But oh. he passed away at 55 from kidney failure. His uh, his kidneys turned heel on him. It's now time for the Retro Raw Review. How dare you shake your head at me, Adam? How dare you? It's the worst kind of heel turn. <laughs> Body organs. <laughs> when your organs turn when your you. organs turn on you. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> so this is the post in your house ground zero show. Did you get to that? The ground zero? Yeah. No. Oh, well, I'll give you a quick recap no. of ground zero, Adam. Okay. I was a little... Uh, so you know how all this time these in your houses, they've been a quick little, you know, hour 45, right? Mm-hmm. Not so much. This thing was two hours and 45 minutes long. They're making the transition. There's actually only one in your house after this, and it's the bad blood, the one that's upcoming. Okay. That's it for in and your then, house. Then and then we, we just get to Unforgiven. Full-time pay-per-views. Yes. Gotcha. So they've technically already made the jump to, to monthly, monthly. three-hour pay-per-views. Yeah. They're just kind of tapering off the in-your-house moniker or whatever. But I was a little shocked when I saw that it was going to be two hours and 45 minutes long. And I did fast forward through, you know, a little bit of it. Uh, but I'll give you the Cliff's Notes version. You ready? Yep. Brian Pillman won the services of Marlena for 30 days. Yeah. Um, so what happened in that one was, and Pillman was not wearing a dress. They must have just dropped that gimmick. Well, they don't want to have to let them dress on pay-per-view. <laughs> They're not. Know. Probably happened on savages. one of those Friday night uh, main events that we didn't see. Yeah. Which they did show the graphic for because uh, they were like, let's go back to Friday night's main event or whatever. And it was like a neon martini glass. Like, it was looking hopping, dude. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I think we missed out. They better upload that. Um, but anyways, there's a, there's a portion of the match where Marlena gets up on the, on the apron. <coughs> Excuse me. She goes to waffle Brian Pillman with her with her bag. Oh yeah, he the, grabs it, waffles gold dust with it, and uh, right after the match, Lawler goes up and like picks it up out of the ring, brings it back to the commentary table, and he opens up and there's a fucking brick, brick right? Yeah, <laughs> there's a brick in there, so that was pretty funny. 
The uh, Let's see here. Scott Putsky wrestled his last match in the WWF. It was an injury loss to Brian Christopher. It's kind of weird. He just like went to the outside, and they like said that he popped his knee or something like that, and they stretched him out, but I don't think it was legit. No. Hmm. I think it was bullshit, but they needed to just get him out of there, I guess. Savio Vega defeated Crush and Farouk in a triple threat. I did not see that coming. There was a mini-match. Max Mini, weighing 86 pounds, defeated El Torito. Not the same El Torito that feuded with Hornswoggle in 2014. This guy looked a little bit bigger, especially next to Max Mini. Okay. Austin and Dude Love surrendered the tag titles. And the I was like, this is the era of Stone Cold really becoming Stone Cold. Like we Obviously, he's had the name. He's already like had it out with authority a little bit, but like he drops, uh, <laughs> he just start, this is like where he starts stunning motherfuckers. Like he <laughs> he stunned Jim Ross. Mm-hmm. Later, um, Owen Hart ate one that allowed the Headbangers to win the tag titles in that Fatal Four Way, which I thought was pretty fun. Nice. Bret Hart retained over the Patriot. That match started out really clunky, and I was like, man, Bret Hart can have a f- good match with a broomstick, right? I couldn't believe that, you know, five, six minutes in, I was like, this. I'm, am I going to fast forward this match? But no, it got going, and it was... Just took a little bit? It was pretty solid by the end of it. It was it was fun. That's good. The Undertaker and HBK had one hell of a th- uh, fight. Before the match even starts, one referee gets taken out. I think when all was said and done, they were on, like, referee number four. Wow. Like, Sean just kept, like, you okay, you, you okay, Earl? And he just super kick him and shit. It was like, <laughs> it was like a Young Bucks match nice. circa 2018 or something. <laughs> and finally, uh, I think Timmy White came out. He would have been, like, the fourth ref. And he just, like, he just rings the bell. He's like, fuck this. We're done. Throws it out? Throws it out. Okay. But the match itself was. I didn't know if there was a stip. There was no stip. That's weird. That was just it. Like, they were just taking out refs left, right, and center. Uh, it was more of a fight than a wrestling match, but it was very good. And nice. it's setting up this bad blood hell in a cell match. Right. And um, we all know how great that is. So, back to what we were going to do. The Retro Raw Review. It is the September 8th, 1997 edition from Cincinnati Gardens in Cincinnati, Ohio. Things get kicked off with Vince McMahon in the ring. He's going to interview the commissioner of the World Wrestling Federation, Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, he says that last night, things got out of hand. And boy, did they. Like, I'm telling you. You should maybe go back and just watch that uh, that HBK Undertaker match. Because okay. you're just like, holy shit. They're just, they're just taking... I, I don't... Like you don't just see Undertaker choke slam a ref, but you did <laughs> shit like <laughs> but you that. Did it happened? It happened, man. Sarge is going to bring back Law and Order, like it or not. Yeah, he doesn't care if the superstars, the officials, or the fans like it. He says. He then suspends Stone Cold Steve Austin until he sees a doctor's note, basically saying he's cleared to compete. He also starts a tournament for that IC title that Steve holds currently. Yeah, and that's going to culminate at the St. Louis pay per view. That's Bad Blood. And Slaughter's ordering Steve to be there to hand the belt over. You don't order Steve Austin around unless you want the glass break. But here he comes. And Austin's great on the mic. And I see in the crowd, there's a lot of Stone Cold Steve Austin foam middle fingers. Have you seen these in the crowd before now? No. I wonder if they just came out. Because it's something that I would notice. Yeah. No, I think they just started. I love it. Uh, he ends up delivering a stunner to Sergeant Slaughter, 
and has a really nice confrontation with Vince. And he's said things to Vince in the past, but this was like, this is like Austin McMahon really starting out. Big time. And Vince even like kind of bows up on him there for a few minutes. Yeah, gets up <laughs> from the announcer's table and yeah. like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, I dug it, man. I thought this was fun. And what, this is how they're going to have to use Stone Cold for a while because he can't oh, yeah. wrestle. So right. It was a blessing and a curse. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you don't get that uh, Austin McMahon gigantic feud, I, I don't think. No, I mean, it changed yeah. the course of everything. Right, right. And you'd hate to, like, say, you'd hate to say that needing a, a you know a fusion in your neck and stuff like that was fortunate for your career because it obviously shortened it. He didn't have right. that long of, long of a run. But... Then you get Nobody's this. burned brighter. Right, exactly. You know? yeah. It's crazy. Match number one, it is Bret Hart versus Vader in a no-holds-barred match. Clusterfuck before it even got going, it seemed. Um, only a few minutes in, Bulldogs out to interfere, followed by the Patriot, Owen Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, Bret and the Hart Foundation eventually just powder up the ramp, and the match, a no-holds-barred match, just ends in a no-contest. They're about to hit that triple spike pile driver too, before all this got broken up. That's true. Match number two, the Godwins versus the Headbangers. A couple of enhancement talent were in the ring when they came back from break, but the Godwins showed up, tossed them aside, then they called out the headbangers. Vince said that if the challenge is accepted, it's an unsanctioned match. The Godwins do get the win after what looked like a fan in overalls jumped the guardrail and attacked Mosh with a horseshoe. That's no fan. Who was it? Is it T.L. Hopper? His uncle Cletus Godwin, Adam. How dare you? Yeah, Tony Anthony. He has shed the plumber gimmick okay. for some overalls, and he's now a hog farmer. I wasn't 100% sure, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's the plumber. That was. Match number three. First round of the Intercontinental Tournament. It's Dude Love versus Brian Pillman with Marlena. Dude Love brings out Goldust to watch his back. And uh, it might be a scheme for Goldie to get Marlena back, but Brian outsmarts them. Instead, calls in to say that he can't be there in person. One, because he wants his safety guaranteed. That's fair. And two, he's exhausted. (laughs) He's been up all night, Adam. (laughs) He then has the producers play a video, and we are treated to Brian Pillman's X-Files episode one. Um, It's like equal parts hilarious and cringeworthy at the same time. Oh yeah. But I liked it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you never see Marlena. No, <laughs> there's a lot He's of innuendo. Like, oh, whose dress is this on the floor? That type of thing. Yeah. Oh, someone's in the shower right now. He like, like goes yeah. to put his hand on the bed at one point. He's like, Oh, <laughs> like, I don't know if you caught that. It was fairly subtle and he didn't like reference like the beds wet or anything like that. But he's just uh, like, Oh, the wet spot spot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was funny. I mean, I I definitely liked it. And I was like, oh, I assume dude advances in the tournament. We'll see later. Match number four, Max Mini. He's yeah. back versus uh, Parita Morgan, Pirate Morgan. And I'm 95% sure that Pirate Morgan is the same guy that was playing El Torito the night before. Okay. Just in different gear. He goes to pin him at the end and like his shoulders were not on... Yeah, they they weren't on the mat. We don't care. <laughs> no, nobody cares. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> it, was, it was fun, though. Yeah, Max Mini pinned the pirate with a modified crucifix. Yes. It was a very short match. Mmm. Mm, low-hanging fruit. I like mm. it. 
After that, we saw a recap of the recent events between Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, and it is revealed that the two men will do battle in a few weeks at Bad Blood. It's the origin of the Hell in the Cell. Inside Hell in the Cell. Pretty cool. And there's... They haven't even really described it yet. They've called it Hell in a Cell. They kind of, yeah, they do. He did a little bit. Did they say that it has a roof? He did. Okay. To keep everybody out. Interesting. And that's why it's different than a steel cage. Because okay. Because of all this goddamn interference and, yeah. But we still haven't gotten eyes on this thing. No. It's cool. I, I, I like the fact that this is organically come around. It's not like, oh, we're going to have a pay-per-view called Hell in a Cell. Yeah. we got to have two Hell in a Cell uh, matches. The week before, let's put these two in it. <laughs> they kind of don't like each other. Yeah, bumped each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they probably have an issue. I don't know. Uh, the Undertaker is out for an in-ring interview with Vince McMahon. He does give props to HBK, but says that Hell is coming for him. And he reacts to the Hell in a Cell announcement by saying that it will be the beginning of the end for Shawn Michaels. Nobody can get in, and he cannot escape. Sean then shows up on the Tron, and he says that he will survive Hell in a Cell because that is what he does, and that if he goes down, he's taking Undertaker with him. Always good if you're the you know the the baby face to give the heel props. This is like an adage as old of time in professional wrestling, but if you just talk shit about how your opponent is a nothing after you beat him, you beat a nobody right if you prop the guy up and be like yeah yes. he's really fucking good but i'm gonna get him you know it's like you're doing both you're of ele- you guys elevating a favor. both guys yeah okay, i agree and there's not enough of that that goes on these days yeah true there's a lot of shit talking i don't know match number five it's the intercontinental title tournament first round old uh owen hart versus gold dust i sounded canadian when i said that hey yeah, did owen hart versus gold dust this is Julie's shirt. <laughs> Julia Hart. How crazy is there is a Julia Hart in AEW? In AEW. I think about Julie Hart every time I see her. This Ross coming from Cincy tonight. Or from or at Dynamite. The time. And Dynamite's in Cincy tonight. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Be, uh, before the match gets underway, we saw the bracket for the tournament. Did you see that? I did. And I was wondering if we were ever going to see that. And I did pull up a photo of it. Let me see. Efforting this bit here. Photograph of me in the melts, no big deal. <laughs> NBD. All right, so they got Dude versus Pillman, which they've still left blank. Goldust versus Owen. Shamrock versus Farouk. Yep. Ahmed Johnson versus Rocky Maivia. Mm-hmm. That's weird, right? Because I swear Ahmed Johnson's out with injury, and I don't think he comes back. Yes, he was last. Last we knew, he was hurt. Well, they kicked the shit out of him out of the out nation of the domination nation when Rocky because he was so hurt. That, there you go. There's your matchup. But yeah, I'm interested to see how that plays out. If he even shows up to lay down for the Rock, or if time is a, a issue, so we got to do a first round buy because Ahmed's hurt. You know? I don't know something weird. Yeah, um, but I like that we actually got the bracket. I dig that. It's an eight person tournament. I dig that. Doesn't have to be too crazy. Um, they did say, though, that the Mankind-Pillman match will still take place at a later date. <clears throat> so so Mick doesn't just get the buy there. Goldust doesn't give a fuck about winning this match. He gets no. DQ'd pretty quickly after delivering some below low blows to Owen. The uh, Hart Foundation attacked Goldust after the bout, but Stone Cold Steve Austin hits the ring, clears house. 
With a broom. Quite literally, yeah. He's got, he's got a broom in his hand. Uh, <laughs> he chucks the broom at Vinny Mac. Yes, he does. I love it. Well, he like slid it out of the <laughs> ring, like, and it just went under the bottom rope and like landed on Perfectly, the... Perfectly, yeah, shot over to the announcing uh, table. It was fantastic. And then after that match, Brian Pillman's voice comes over the PA and he's presenting us with part two of Brian Pillman's X-Files. X-Files. This was a quickie. And I'm not talking about what he did with Marlena the night before. No, but he showed a, a hot shower running. Oh, there, there's the shower part. Presumably Marlena's inside. He, like, drew the heart on the mirror and shit. Like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. she loves me, gold dust. Um, I do think it's funny that he calls her Terry and stuff. I don't know. I just, I think it's funny. He, uh, he says that he hopes gold dust gets a good night's sleep and that he's going to have a hard, hard time getting to sleep tonight. <laughs> Like I said, it's equal parts cringeworthy and entertaining. Yes, it's the innuendo that... uh, It's something that, like, especially at this era, like, I'm watching this at, what, 15? Yeah. You don't want your folks to come in while you're watching it, because they're like, they're already like, you like this shit, kind of. Yeah. And now it's like a, it's just another layer where they can just talk about you. I was telling my uncle last week that uh, he's like, what you got going on this weekend? I was like, oh, me and Adam are heading out to Chicago for a lot of pro wrestling this weekend. And he's like, you know, you're supposed to grow out of that shit. (laughs) And I go, brother, I did grow out of this shit for about 10 years. And now I'm back, baby. That's right. You're not taking this from me again. I don't care what you say. (laughs) Match number six. This is your main event of the evening. The Patriot versus the British Bulldog versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley. In a triple threat match, Savio Vega is out to do some commentary as he won the triple threat the night before. So apparently he's an expert on this situation. Hunter, HBK, and China put the boots and a steel chair to the British Bulldog as he's heading to the ring. To his leg. So he's unable to go. And this is playing into the storyline of Bulldog versus HBK. Because on September 20th, they're doing their one night only pay-per-view in in the UK. Oh, it's Bulldog versus Sean for the European title, and they're okay. trying to pack an arena. No shit. Yeah, so we don't get much build of it, build up to it in the in the states, really. But that's kind of what this is for. Nice. Um, and they know that Bulldog's going to be a huge baby face in the UK, even though he's a heel on on, on American TV. Right. Again, it's like they're kind of going ju- to Canada. Yeah, they're yeah, kind of yeah. trying to juggle that, which is that's a lot. I mean, how do you? It's it, that's tough to do. Oh yeah, you know. Props to them from from uh, their their booking from 1997. Their global takeover. <laughs> yeah, I know. Someday uh, we'll go to Saudi Arabia, Bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, <laughs> He's, that prince probably did want British Bulldog for the last Rumble, <laughs> right? <or whatever>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyways, he's out of this match, but Savio is in. Not long into the match, Sean heads to the ring and takes a seat in the commentary table. And uh, to me, the high spot of the match is when all three guys were locked up in the ring with one another, like a human centipede style. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Like, what are they doing? They all have each other in like a leg lock, and they're just like rolling around the ring. (laughs) Yeah. And it looked like human centipede for real. It did. You're right. I thought I heard a boring chant at one time. You definitely heard a boring chant at one time. Um yeah, and I was like, the whole match, I'm like, who's going to interfere in this match? Is it going to be Austin that's kind of came down and gotten involved in everything tonight? Right. Is it going to be Sean because he's sitting at ringside and his guy Triple H is in there? Although there's technically not, you know, DX yet. 
No. I don't know. But then, yeah, that loud, boring chant breaks out, and it's going on for a while. And then Matt, uh, Shawn Michaels did distract a little bit, which allowed Hunter to get the pin on Savio. There was a cool ending sequence there where Savio was, like, getting that spinning heel kick on just about everybody. Yes. And that was awesome. That thing does look pretty good. When it looks great. Yeah. And that's what he won it with the night before. He hit Crush. Or actually, no. Crush. This was a good sequence to end the triple threat the night before at Ground Zero. Uh, Crush hits Farouk with the heart punch. Okay. And Farouk just like sells it like no other and just goes backwards. Nice. And like right as Crush is like looking over him, Savio hits that spinning heel kick on Crush. Nice. And then I don't remember if he pinned Crush or Farouk. It didn't matter, but it's just one of those where one guy takes out the other and then the other guy takes out him and then Perfect. it's a, it's a wrap. So it was <laughs> awesome. Um, then the Bariquas and Vader head to the ring. Show goes off the air with DX, still not named DX, all wielding chairs as the rest of the bunch kind of surround the ring. We've seen that a million times. And then the hearts came out on the ramp. They did. Yeah. Sign of the times. Did you see anything fun? I did. Blue meanie for light heavyweight division. <laughs> I saw that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. And then the other one was uh, oh, just a ween shirt. Oh, yeah. There was a guy in a ween <laughs> shirt, and at one point, there was a guy holding a ween flag. Oh, really? Nice. Wait, is ween from Cincinnati? I'm, Do we know? I'm thinking it got to be, right? I'm not sure. I saw that, too, and I was like, oh, I bet Adam's going <laughs> to definitely notice the ween gear. Um, I saw one that said Lawler Humps Calves, <laughs> like C-A-L-F-S, but <laughs> like, like the, like the uh, baby cow. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I like this one. It just said Vader bomb Canada. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. It too. And then Terry swallows. We'll have to ask uh, Brian Pillman about that. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to let us know. Probably. uh, I'm expecting multiple X files (laughs) episode three to air (laughs) just very soon. You know, what's really sad. I'm not a hundred percent on this. I think the night before bad blood is the night that Brian Pillman passes away. We don't have much time, huh? Not much time mm, at all. Yeah, that is sad. I hate to bring it down a notch, but uh, that's that's right around the corner. Next up, it's time to go into the dorkness. It's a news segment. It's the part of the show where we talk about what's coming your way in the world of wrestling figures and collectibles. We also discuss any items that have recently made their way into our personal collections. All right, the news is going to be dominated by mostly the Jazzwares thing from the AEW Fan Fest, but I'm going to end with that. So, the first bit of news was, did you see the zombie sailor toys, grayscale renders of that Nick Gage heels and faces figure? Yep. Looks awesome. It says it's going to have a soft goods shirt, so I'm assuming just like an MDK shirt. Mm Mm-hmm. A working pizza cutter. Yes. And a broken light tube. I love the working pizza cutter. Yes. Little. Now we're now we're getting into an area where I feel like these things are worth 35, 40 bucks. Yeah. Just As a jump. To a, I'm sorry. A Dino Bravo just I love them. Yeah. But a, a Kurt Hawkins jumper or whatever. Yeah. It's just like that doesn't have any but now you're gonna tell me it's gonna come with multiple accessories, a soft good shirt, stuff like that. Now we're now we're in the territory. Where I think it's garnering that kind of a price point. Yeah. I agree. So anyways, um, I'm still mad though that I didn't, (laughs) I'm going to continue to be mad that I didn't get the Sabu and the Earl Hebner. 
And you, you can come, you can come to my house and look at him <laughs> yes, anytime. I might. Uh, part of me hopes that shit. No, I'm just kidding. I hope it's great. I hope it's great. Uh, Forever Collectibles, Foco, as it's known in the biz, Adam. They have some more WWE bobbleheads up for pre-order. The last one they had up for pre-order was that real shitty-looking Mankind Undertaker Hell in the Cell one. <clears throat> yeah, that was, that was a like funky. ninety bucks. That was a little funky looking. This time, it's the New World Order. Um, they're single bobbleheads, but there's three of them. They're going to run fifty bucks each, mm. and they are limited. Hall and Nash are out of four hundred. Damn. And Hogan is out of six hundred. Hmm. And I don't know if you did you see those or no? no. Uh, let me see. I, I definitely have a picture of those somewhere. I don't know. They're in like all black here. The Kevin Nash one's kind of weird because he's just standing there with like his hand, literally his hands in his pockets. God damn it! <laughs> but this the Scott Hall one is throwing up the two sweet. Of course. <laughs> this is my but life. Either, <laughs> either way, um, I think I I'll, I'll probably I should maybe we should just order. I'll look into it. Yeah, look into it. They look pretty cool. Let's see. GameStop, they got a new Funko pop-up for pre-order. It's a Degeneration X Shawn Michaels. Like the 2009 run where he's got the camouflage cowboy hat yep. and like the camouflage chaps. And I think they have that shirt that has like the tank and stuff on it. I don't know. It's pretty neat though. I I'm, I hope we get more DX pops sure. in the future. I hope this one sells good. And then, yeah, Jazzwares. Had that video package that played at AC or AEW Fan Fest, and it wasn't long. The video wasn't very long, unless I just saw like a condensed version of it. But I kept looking for for a better one, and this is the one that like Ringside put up and stuff too. So some of the stuff was brand new. Other others we actually did know. Like we knew Unmatched Series Three was going to be pretty much the entire Dark Order, okay, and then the Darby Allen LJN, but not Colt. No Colt, no not cult. yet. Not yet. And then Unmatched Series 4, this is a new series. We didn't hear anything about this previously. You have Jade Cargill, a Cody Rhodes, presumably in like a suit. We haven't got a suited figure yet. Hmm. Hangman Adam Page, this will be like his fourth. MJF, this is quite a few for him. And then part of that Luminaries line, you got the... Corazon de Leon or whatever. Whatever Lionheart translates into Jericho. In yeah. 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 Basically it's Chris Jericho's like rookie year figure. That's cool. And that's very cool. They do have a card, whatever company he worked for in Mexico, they produce trading cards. Really? And I guess that's technically Chris Jericho's rookie card. Wow. It goes for like, I mean, Jeremy Padauer, the guy that, uh, basically heads up Jazzwares. Uh-huh. He's big into card collecting too. Okay. And he said like, I forget what, like Hogan he's after. He like, the guy has spent like, I don't even think it's hyperbolic to say that he spent like a million dollars on a card. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. And he's like, he's like, if I've ever come across one of those Corleone de la zone or whatever, mm-hmm. what is that? I don't remember what it's called. Cortezone de Leon. <laughs> Cortisone. (laughs) If he ever comes across that card, he's like, you have no idea how much I'll pay for that card. Really? It's crazy. Interesting. Then in Unmatched Series 4, we are going to get CM Punk's first AEW figure. They're fast-tracking that. Oh, yeah. You had to think they'd do that, though. Yeah, of course. Series 8 of Unrivaled. It is the best friends. You got Chucky T, Chris Statlander, Orange Cassidy, and Trent. Nice. And then you're also getting a John Moxley in like the long tights and looks like a vest. 
and you're going to get another Jericho, but this one is going to be the pain maker Jericho, which oh, is pretty yeah. cool. That was very neat. Uh, the, the hat, I'm assuming, comes off. He's got the face paint, the jacket with the spikes on it. That's that's pretty cool. And it continues to make me want to travel down the road, not to collect a lot of these AEW figures, but I, I'm I'm almost leaning towards now trying to get like one of each guy. Yeah. And it, and I understand that like a better one's probably going to be coming down the pike. Yes, this was your issue before, right? But like now that I see this Jericho, I'm like that's that might be my favorite one. So it's like I don't even worry about the other four or whatever. Like now one's got to come through that I like better than that, right? Like fat chance maybe or or bring it on if you get one better, I'll sell that one. I don't know. I didn't think you were gonna say chance after fat <laughs> like fat. Jericho, like in four <laughs> years from now or something. Uh, he gets oh. a lot of flack sometimes because sometimes he's oh, in I saw more the, shape than others. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When he was doing that whole uh, thing with MJF not that long ago, I saw this meme that said the sixth labor, labor of Jericho. And it was just Jericho's big belly giving birth. <laughs> and I was Waver. like, how are you going to do that to my boy? How are you going to do that to this kid? Um, I hope I look that good at that age. Right. Uh, series nine of Unrivaled. This was all new shit. And this is Eddie Kingston. Oh, yeah. Brian Cage. I can't believe this is Brian Cage's first figure. Yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Christian, nice. and Thunder Rosa. There you go. Very excited about that. Then they have an a, a shop AEW exclusive Chris Jericho that comes with like the baseball bat. Um, They showed off some Amazon exclusives, like two packs. So they had SCU with Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky with the tag titles. Nice. Both have microphones, interchangeable hands. We got to see a Darby Allen John Moxley two pack. That looked like pretty that cool. Too. I believe Darby comes with like, I think Darby comes with a skateboard and Mox comes with like a barbed wire bat as well as a title. That would make sense. Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page tag team two pack. We're a little late on that, but what are you going to do? They also have the tag team titles. These might actually be repacks of figures they've already released. I think that both of those have already come out. Yeah. Because it's Paige with like the, the uh, pitcher beer. Yeah. And it looks like the second Kenny. I'm not sure. The Chris Jericho uh, Amazon exclusive. We've we've talked about that in the past. That was leaked with the several different jackets. It's almost like a Barbie doll. There was a ringside collectible oh, yeah. exclusive. They're, they're going to re-up the authentic scale cage. It's going to be the same exact cage. However, it's going to have a double or nothing ring skirt and come with an Aubrey Edwards referee figure oh, instead fun. of the Kenny Omega figure that that's the last fun. one came with. I like that. We're also getting blood and guts. Dr. Britt Baker. Oh, that, that figure looked awesome. An exploding barbed wire deathmatch two pack with Mox and Kenny. Perfect. And then Smith's has a exclusive. They're a UK only toy store. They have had the, the little ring, like the regular AEW ring. Okay. In the past, it's compact with a Cody that you can only get in the UK. Oh. So they're doing that again, and it's going to come with a Hangman Adam Page that you can only get in the UK. That Cody pretty sought after since it's only UK. Or, yeah. I don't know. Um, Cody's had so many figures. Yeah, I no know shit. when it was Good first point. announced, people Good were like, point. hey, who can get me that Cody? But <clears throat> nobody has 15 of them. <laughs> kind of went by the wayside. They showed off those wrestling buddies again. We saw a few of those. The last time that they did one of these reveals, we saw Cody, uh, Darby, Kenny, and Luchasaurus, but they did show a Walmart-exclusive Sting oh, that's wrestling cool. buddy that's going to be coming out. 
And that is about all I have for that. I did see that at Ringside Collectibles, they have Elite 90 up for pre-order. That's the one with... No, we talked about that last week, actually, I believe. Didn't we? With the one with the big boss man and Bronson Reed. Yes. And Reckoning. Yeah, it was... Uh, was it the babyface boss man? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we did. Good to know. Um, did you see the, the blocks for the uh, G1? I have not. G1's coming up uh, end of the month. I think it starts starts um maybe the 18th or something like that i don't know but the a block is kota ibushi shingo takagi tetsuya naito zack saber jr great okan toro yano ishii kenta and tangaloa nice uh pretty cool let's see what the b block's gonna bring us tanahashi making his 20th consecutive G1. Can you believe that? That's nuts. So you got Tanahashi, Okada, Goto, Yoshihashi, Sonata, Taichi, Jeff Cobb, Evil, and Tamatanga. I like it. I like the A block better, I think. But Um, you got heavy hitters in both of them. But I think overall, A A block's where it's at. Okay. I'm an A block guy. Apparently. <laughs> Print the shirt. PWTs. Hashtag Dirk. Hashtag I'm an A block guy. S- slash Dork Side of the Ring. Shout out to my motherfucking block. <laughs> Heard that a lot this weekend. Three times. Yeah. Did you get any new arrivals? Nope. I got. When we were in Chicago, we stopped off at a Tarjay and I found a Zelina Vega. Which kind of, it's not like super sought after and it's not up my alley, but it is one of those collector's editions where it's only available at Target and you're not going to just, you're not going to leave it there. I like Selena. I do too. And it's actually a really good, it's a really good representation of her. Yeah. Like, like that face looks just looks like good. It. Yeah. They did a good job. Um, oh, at Rampage, I stopped and got a uh, CM Punk AEW shirt. CM Punk. Best in the world. I'm still not sure. They just kind of got me. I was the at that time I went there, the merch line, there was nobody in it. Oh, hell yeah. And I'm just kind of like, what shirt am I going to get? And I was like kicking around the idea of getting like, they had a really cool AEW, like Chicago one. And I was just like, am I really not? Like these punk ringer shirts are sought after because right now Pro Wrestling Tees isn't making them. Oh. They, they've sent all that they've made, they like sent them to the arenas. Okay. For the upcoming get- ones. So like, Chicago had a bunch. I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati had some tonight. But then after that, they're probably like out of them. Yeah. And they're just starting to print them on regular t-shirts. Yeah, I've seen that So too. people are like, you know, I'll pay upwards of 60 bucks for one of these. So I might just sell it. I don't know. Yeah. Because I, they're, truth be they're, told, it was, I was, as soon as I bought it, as soon as I fucking bought it, I was like, fucking A, they got me. <laughs> and I was just like, they got me. And then I'm walking into the, uh, to our suite at Rampage. And I see a bunch of motherfuckers eating those ice cream bars. I'm like, they got all of you. Like, they got all of you. They were $8, folks. Yeah. $8, eight ice cream bars. They used um, to be six. I had one. I had one. You did? Yeah. I, I didn't buy it, though. It was bought for me. That's right. I missed it. Um, also, a fun co-pop showed up. A really nice one. Jerry the King Lawler. Oh, that's dope. I like that. It looks awesome. I ordered this whole set, but for some reason, only Lawler showed up. So maybe I got the rest of them coming re- or, uh, 
different. soon, but I'm supposed to get the Street Profits, Asuka, and Rey Mysterio, too. So Nice. I don't know. We'll see about that. I also scored the Legends Series 11 Macho Man, the cream of the crop. Uh, it is not the chase. It is the pink tights, which I actually like better. But I do. What's the chase? Yellow trunks. Oh, yeah. I take pink over yellow. But I still need it. Of course. Of it's course. Macho Man. Of course. I get it. I know your rules. And then this doesn't fit my uh, my shit at all. But oh boy. my son, Maverick, he's deep into the Ninja Turtles right now. And I found this. I found this. And I don't know if this is going to go to him or I just happened to find this NECA Ultimate Casey Jones on a clearance rack for 15 bucks. Fuck yeah. And I'm like, I, th- I feel like it's worth more than that. So again, this is another one of those things that I might just, I might just sell. We got a collectible show coming up. True. Right here in Janesville, Wisconsin. That's right. If you guys want to check it out, the JWA, Janesville Wrestling Alliance. How about that segue, Adam? Uh, September 26th. At the fairgrounds, we are going to have a collectibles show. We're going to vendor tables. You can still get in on that. Just uh, look them up. There's Eventbrite tickets. You can purchase tickets to the show for only $5. Or right through that same thing, you can purchase a table yeah. for $20 and make some money. Otherwise, it's 10 at the door. Yep. Uh, Packers don't play till that night. It's going to be perfect. And then yes. we, have, we also have October 10th already locked up, too. Nice. So for sure, too, we're going to try to run this thing monthly. Uh, we are kind of in collaboration, um, dork side of the ring, wrestling with classics, another good, uh, Facebook page and the Janesville wrestling Alliance, as well as some other partners. So trying to get this thing off the ground. We'd appreciate it if you showed up and showed out. That's right. We're so some fun. port local wrestling, but this Casey Jones might just be on my table. I don't know. You Looks- won't get it for 15. I'll tell you what. I liked Casey Jones. He was always awesome. He and the other thing awesome. is I was like. I've gotten Maverick a couple of like the uh, the cartoon turtles. He doesn't have any of the movie stuff. He has seen this movie. He wasn't as into it as I thought he would be. But is he's... Casey Jones not in the cartoon? No, he is. Oh, okay. But this is a representation oh, of from the, movie. the movie. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I don't know, but yeah. So that's that is what I got, which is quite a bit of stuff for not being around. Actually, there's Holy a tag God. team that dresses the turtles at one point. Yes. I don't remember who it was. I don't either. Didn't they get sued? Yeah. They got the cease and desist. <laughs> yes. Oh, See, man. still wrestling related. Still wrestling related. Pizza party poopers. Kevin Nash's super shredder. Calm down, Oh, kids. yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah. There's actually a lot of crossover between wrestling figure collectors. And comics. And Ninja Turtle collectors. I, I think it's just the same time frame. True. Like, True. most of us that are that played with Hasbro's. Had some turtles. We were, or, I mean, turtles was turtles. hot as shit at that time. It so. was. All right, let's get into the meat of this motherfucker, Adam. It's now time for What You Watching, where we discuss what in the world of professional wrestling we've watched this week. It could be current product, vintage viewing, or anything in between. Nothing is off the table. Or ladder or chair. You know what I'm talking about. All right. So I'll let you make the call, but I think we should run down our live weekend in Chicago. In order. And if in order. Yeah. And if we have any other time, we'll get to any other bullshit we watch. Perfect. Watched, but Perfect. I don't think we'll need it. I don't think we will either. All right. The first thing we attended. So Friday for me starts out like any other Friday. I'm uh, up at 5.40 in the morning. God bless you. Getting the kids off to school. 
I had been on vacation at that point for two days, but it was only the second day of school for the kids. Okay. So this was my, the day before. So it's not like you've been sleeping in. No. In <laughs> fact, I had no days of sleeping sure. in. Sure. Um, but this was my first day. Actually, the day before, the Thursday, was the only day that I like didn't have anything going on. Okay. So I got the kids off to school, and I was like, holy shit, I got, you know, I can, I can run about freely. And that's when I scored like that macho figure at a target, you know, 35 miles away from here or whatever. I just went on a little, little loop. Nice. And uh, it was just nice to be able to do that. I haven't done that in so long. And when you have children, you'll understand that like, dude, you can't, you can't go into a store and just look at what you want to look at. I mean, you can, but somebody's going to be like pulling your shirt being like, I want to go or, oh, yeah. you know, it's just like, dude, different. it's come a, diff- on. a whole different, you ball, never man. just have free reign to go look around a store. So right. people, people understand that. Um, so Friday starts out early. I probably should have taken a nap because Friday, we don't get home. We, we don't like get to our hotel. Of sleep <laughs> yeah. We don't get to our Friday hotel to room <laughs> until three in the morning. But in the meantime, we saw a lot of fun shit. Yes. And first up was, AEW Rampage. Hold on, real quick. We yeah. did find that um, a story of ours was on the uh, Cole Cabana's yes. Wrestling Anonymous podcast yes. on their on the Patreon part. Yes. So I kept thinking it was going to be on the freebie one that comes out every Tuesday, but no. So we found an old story about me and Matt. So that was cool. It's a good, uh, uh, you know, sign that is going to be a great weekend. Yeah, we were sitting in our hotel room. We had like an hour to kill before we had to head over to Rampage. Adam booked a great hotel. It was, I don't know, seven-minute drive to the Now Arena where all the AEW stuff was. And it was about an eight-minute walk to the Grand Sports Arena where all the GCW stuff was. Yeah, perfect. So it was it was amazing. And, yeah, we got there, and we're like, what are we going to do? Let's crack a couple beers. And then Adam was talking about the Colt Cabana thing. And I'm like, well, I'm a Patreon, but I'm never I, – sorry, I just – I like to support – but I rarely actually go on there, and I really should because it was fun. Yeah, I love that pod. I don't know why I'm not trying. I think a lot of it is I don't know. I think there's a way to do it, but I don't know how to get like there's the Patreon way, there's, on my phone. Like the or I wanted to just like go to my podcast, feed. right, right. And I think there's a way like you have to copy like the RSS feed or I've had I don't a lot of trouble with that too. Know. Right, right, right. So, anyways, Adam's like, I can't believe that's not on there. I was like, Well, may, let me pull this up, and I'm like scrolling through the stories because he titles them all, which is smart. And one of them was like Madman, Mean Man, Dink or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to hear about it, you're gonna have to subscribe to Colt Cabana's Patreon. Boom, boom. How do you like that? Um, Colt sent me a pen today. Last pen. I saw the envelope on the bar. You did? I did. What did it say? It was another nickname. It said, Matt the Marbury Man. <laughs> Marbury. <laughs> Thank you, Colt. <laughs> but yeah, so I've got every one of those pins. Oh, yeah, man. Because now he's, tra- he's switching to the stickers. stickers right? Which yeah. I'm fine with, too. Oh, yeah. Um, at least I'm not going to owe post John those stickers, Colt. <laughs> son of a bitch. Still owe me 40 cents. Um, but no, so Rampage... You would think, okay, so Rampage starts at 9. The show started at like 6.30 or something like that. I like so. Uh, or, or maybe 7. seven. Yeah. So we got two hours of AEW Dark, and then we had a live hour of Rampage, and then there was two additional Dark matches. And you'd think that would bore me a little bit, but like when you're living the sweet life... We were in a suite with the We Watch Wrestling podcast guys. Fuck yeah. Shout out to Matt and Vince. That yes. was a great. It was like 
what was that? What did that run us? 70 bucks? Yeah. We're in a suite. We got free beer, free, uh, what uh, else? Nachos, nacho bar. hot dogs, burgers, chicken wings. Nobody ate the hot dogs. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. When you have those other options. It's last on the list. Hot dogs will not get touched. I know, but like when in Chicago, it's, but they didn't even have anything to put on them. It's like, you're just going to put some. Bunch of nacho cheese. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah, I should have done that. of nacho cheese I've ever seen. You know what though? It was shallow. Yeah? Yeah, I saw that too. I was like, who needs a swimming pool size thing of nacho cheese? And then I looked at it, and it was only like an inch uh, and a half deep. I didn't so dig. Sense. I was like, I'm getting a burger and some wings. Oh, man. I was intrigued. <laughs> I needed to figure, I needed to get to the bottom of it. And it turns out it was about two and a half inches deep. We met That's some, how far the bottom was. That's very cool people in that suite. Yeah, shout out to Tom. We, um, we, we maintained our tradition of giving a random person a ride that we just met to a wrestling show. Oh, to Jeff. Did, who did I say? I think we did say Tom. Oh, fuck Tom Sibley. I'm talking about Jeff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jeff's he was man. awesome. Yeah. Canadian. Yes. Hope um, he doesn't hate us for uh, try, laughing at the Vader bomb Canada. I hope he doesn't hate me for calling him Tom. <laughs> no, because well, no, there is a Michael. I think there, there was a so Tom many. in there. And I said, I'm like, no, I, rem- I remember Jeff, but I was so bad with names in there. Plus, you got the mask thing. Yeah, it's dark as shit. Yeah. And I ain't talking about elevation. No. You know? <laughs> uh, it was so freaking fun, though. Great and show. And yeah, shout out to, I remember her name, Emily. Emily. Who bought a whole box of $8 CM Punk ice cream bars and just started distributing them. Fucking awesome. And I was like, God bless you. I go, I came in there after getting got on that shirt. And I'm like, they got all of you with the ice cream bars. (laughs) And she just like, she just like hands me one. She's got this box on her lap. I'm like, they got you with with ice cream bars. She was very nice. We ran into those guys about every event we went to. Oh, is that the, uh, um, there was a lot of bedazzled or, uh, yes, she was shimmery. Okay. That's Emily. That's Emily. Gotcha. Shout out to her. Um, but yeah, that was, it was really fun. The, the, if you've seen the AEW dark shows, it's a lot of very short matches with an established star versus an enhancement talent. Right. However, one of the matches was red velvet versus sky blue, a Chicago wrestler. And for some reason that match got like 10 minutes Yeah, and the crowd was going bananas for sky blue. Yep. And there was huge, like we want sky blue chants going on and this and that. And of course, red velvet gets the win. With like uh, a really nice like sliced bread move or whatever, and but right after that happened, it was announced that Sky Blue is going to be in the Casino Battle Royal. Yeah, which was, was so fucking cool. cool. And I don't know what else did we see. I can't really think of many other of the dark matches. The Rampage card was pretty fun. Malachi Black defeated Lee Johnson in a match that I thought was way more competitive than it was than it was going to be. Yeah, I thought it was going to be two kicks and a wrap. You know. Yeah. Eddie Kingston and Miro had a really good segment that ended up with Kingston kind of getting the upper hand. Yeah. I love when he came out and he's like, your God, I don't believe in your God. And it's just like, oh my God, this is awesome. That ain't my God. Yes. I fucking <laughs> dug it. And then Chris Statlander defeated Jamie Hayter and Rebel after Britt Baker and uh, Jamie Hayter pretty much left Rebel to be a sacrificial lamb. And then the main event of the show was Darby Allen versus Daniel Garcia. Hell of a match. That was so fun. 
Daniel Garcia is so good. I don't know how young he is. He doesn't he like strikes me as like 23 years old. Yeah, or I was going to say 24. But man, he is really freaking good and so technical. And I like the little thing with uh, 2.0. Yeah. It's her son. Who I didn't give a fuck about in NXT. I know you didn't. I didn't I give like- a fuck about them. You liked them before they made the move? No, I only liked them after I heard him on Jericho. And Fair I was enough. Like, I haven't listened to I that. I was like, I, I'm going to like these I guys. I get so picky and choosy with Jericho stuff. I, I think days. I told you, like, it, it like helped Lashley for me, too, when I heard them on the We Watch Wrestling podcast. I'm like, you know, that dude ain't so bad. Yes. Roman Reigns back or in the day and Jericho Kurt as well. He, that he smoked weed with him yes. at a Juggalo when, Championship yes, wrestling show. Yes. <laughs> I don't care. I'll say it. <laughs> that was yeah. my favorite. Yeah. That was great. Um, and then after Rampage, they did a couple more dark matches. I don't remember what the last match was, but the match before it... It was a quote three strikes match. Yeah. And Tony Khan explained it before even before Rampage started. He's like, You guys stick around. It's gonna be really cool. Uh we're gonna have a three strikes match. And he explained it Perfect. Perfect. He said that the first fall has to be a pinfall. Yep. The second fall has to be a submission. Right. And then the third fall, if necessary, needs to be a knockout. I like that. Yeah, but when they actually announced it for Rampage, and maybe they'll fix it in post or something, but or, or AEW, it's got to be on Dark. They've been having this feud on Dark. Right. Um, Justin Roberts or whatever, he just says, it's it's. he basically made it sound like it was a best two out of three falls match where you can only win by pinfall, submission, or knockout. And I'm like, what, what else is there? I mean, I yeah. guess DQ or whatever. But, right, right. But no, they, st- they specifically, like, match number one, they were trying to get a pinfall, and Diamante did. Mm-hmm. Match number two was a submission, and Swole got that. Yeah. And then... The third labor of Jericho <laughs> um, was Hoovy. Yeah. Oh, wait. Was, wrong, uh, wrong, wrong show. Yeah. Same night. Yeah. <laughs> was uh, the knockout thing. And and I don't know who brought him in, but uh, handcuffs were involved. Yep. And eventually, I think Diamante was going to try to handcuff Swole to like the ropes or something. And just Swole just like whipped the handcuffs and ended up knocking Clocked. Diamante, yeah. who I really like. I do too. Um, out to win that thing. From there, so that thing gets over with ten thirty. Yeah, we bail out on CM Punk singing uh, "Thank You for Being a Friend" with uh, yeah the other people. Yeah, uh, and then we go to the Grand Sports Arena. Yes, for GCW Triple. and Black Label Pros, three cup stuffed collaboration. Very fun show. Like it started like eleven fifteen, finished about two thirty in the morning. Hmm. And uh, I was like, my brain is a little foggy on this one. I had to kind of go and do some, like, I couldn't remember everybody was in that scramble match. Like, no. I knew action Mike Jackson was in there. Like, yes. I saw him. That was like the first thing I saw. I was like, who the fuck is that old guy? And I was like, oh, right. Like, Gringo Loco. Um, Jordan Oliver won it. So I know he was in it. Yeah. Um, um, I'm not, I'm trying to think of who else was in that, but it was, it was really. <laughs> It was very, very fun, and then there was an awesome lucha tag that was really fun. I couldn't keep track of who was whose partner in that, and there was no tagging. No. It was just a free-for-all, but you had a partner in there. a tornado tag. Yeah, Yeah, but I didn't know. A, I didn't know all of the guys. I didn't either. Like, I knew Gringo Loco. He was in that. Oh, he wasn't in the? No. Okay. Gringo Loco was in the tag because he was tagged with – Ninja Mac, who was Kamikaze in this match, because I guess that's the name he used in Mexico or whatever. Ah, um, but they right. were a team. Juventud, 
he goes for this like handstand plancha out of the out of the basically a moonsault over the top rope yep. and he kind of goes over everybody Fuck this next shit thing up. i know they're carrying him out and he's got his like boot off and he's hopping to the back i'm like we're supposed to see him versus super crazy tomorrow i don't think that's happening nope and it didn't and it didn't um but that that match was phenomenal then we got on that same card there was uh, uh two cold scorpio two cold scorpio wrestled I can't remember who he wrestled. Jake something defeated Effie yep. to retain the Black Label Pro title. Uh, oh, there was a big, there was a big uh, eight man tag: mm. Danhausen, Warhorse, and the Powers of Pain. Yes, versus the Murder Death Crew gang or whatever, which was Mance Warner, Matthew Justice, Nick Gage, and one other. Was it AJ Gray? Must be. I think it was. Because it, well, who's it? Oh, it's Matthew Justice and uh, Mance are the second yeah. gear. Second gear crew. Yeah. I think that's what it was. That Must was that was super fun. That was awesome. That was very, very fun. And then after that was a death match between G Raver and Jimmy Lloyd. Jimmy and those guys Lloyd. have had some hellified death matches in the not so, you know, distant future or past. Yeah, last couple of years. Well, the last couple of months, really. Like through the pandemic, these guys had a huge fucking feud. Yes. Yeah. And they labeled this one the end. And their last one, they did they, the last one I thought was going to be it. It was like a scaffold match. Ugh. It was fucking crazy. We also um, saw a scaffold tonight. Yes, we did. <laughs> um, this is all our first night. Holy shit. Uh, what else? Um, oh, so during that match. Like the finish of that fucking match, there was a pane of glass draped over two chairs. Then they threw lighter fluid on it, and G Raver like did a did like a stomp off of a ladder. Yeah, put Jimmy Lloyd through it, and Jimmy Lloyd was like cooking. Like he bounces through the fire, up in the air. He's still on fire. Lands on the ring. Still on fire. He bounces again before it finally gets like put out. Yeah, and he powdered out real quick after yeah. that fucking match it was, was like, over. Get out of the way, type shit. <laughs> yes, and we had gone to that with some of the We Watch Wrestling guys um, that were in our suite, as well as the We Watch Wrestling podcast guys. Yep, and um, Jeff. That's where we gave Jeff a ride to that. Yeah. Um. So it's like I turned around to see if the uh, if Matt and Vince from We Watch Wrestling were still there. They weren't. Yeah, they left in the right before the main event. I think. Yeah, they they thought that that was the main event. They thought that the Powers of Pain, yes. the Eight Man, was yes. right, right, right. And I saw so the the next thing on our itinerary. So we're this is what three o'clock in the morning. We get back to the hotel. Yeah, we give Jeff right home, and yep. uh, yeah, we pass out, and then uh, up up and Adam off to. Uh, we're up at ball. Nine, nine thirty, yeah, something in that neighborhood. Yeah, it was probably the most I slept in in a long time, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, but no, so we're up. We have to be on the road by what eleven? Yeah, this is the only time that we had to go. Oh, I say Chicago proper, but it really wasn't even that deep in. It's like Roscoe Village. It's pretty nice. The Beat Kitchen. But thank God you looked at the. Uh, Oh, the GPS the or maps, the, yeah. Yeah, it, because the night before it said it was a 26-minute yeah. drive. Uh, when we got in our car to head into the city, it was already up to like a 56-minute yeah. drive or something like that. So it was about an hour commute in there, and it was it slightly was. less to get out. Right. But we went to go see the live We Watch Wrestling podcast at the Beat Kitchen. Very, very fun. And they actually posted that 
on their podcast feed this today. Today. So go check that out. Check that out. You can hear Matt solo laugh. (laughs) I I remember that. I remember solo laughing at some. I don't even remember what I was laughing at, but. That Adam Cole shows up at AEW (laughs) in the women's battle royal. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) I like that. It's funny. It is funny. It is good. Um, (laughs) There was a cheeseburger festival going on. That was pretty fun. That That enhanced the day. And yeah, if you never listened to We Watch Wrestling Podcast, you should. They started out as a three-man crew. Two of them are, they're all th- they were all three comedians, or they, they still all are comedians. Um, but two of them are wrestling fans, one of them not. So they were like schooling them on stuff, which I liked that aspect of it. It was a very nice dynamic. Absolutely. But it did kind of get tiring, like they're trying to explain the same shit to them all the time. But it was almost like a bit, you know, a, a reoccurring bit. Yeah. You're like, Tom, what do you mean you don't know what a suplex is? Like, you know. <laughs> um, but now it's just the two, Matt and Vince, and they do a hell of a job. Check it out. From there, it was GCW Art of War Games. And there was only like five matches on that card. And by the time that mat that that thing was done, I was like, this is gonna be the show of the weekend. Yeah. Like I had I was I was fucking amped. We had walked to that one. Yeah. Because we realized it was only like a seven minute walk from our hotel. So I uh, got to partake in a little extracurriculars because I wasn't driving. Yeah. Which made it all the better for me. I was also a heat seeking missile with some of my signage. Jesus Christ, the signs. <laughs> Thought he was going to kill me. I'm like, we're going to a GCW event. Yeah, and I'm the broski of the week. And you're the and apparently Kevin Kill pointed or said some shit on the commentary on yeah. on the fight TV. Yeah, he goes basically fuck this guy. And while we're at it, <laughs> fuck the broski of the week. Someone sent it to me. <laughs> um, I really liked that. It was oh, it was so fun. Um, Tony Deppen versus Allie Catch was pretty good. Oh, that was really good. Deppen is such a piece of shit. Like she was gonna go for her finisher, and he like blew a snot rocket all over her. Yeah. And then end up pinning her with his feet on the ropes after, uh, I forget what movie hit on her before that, but. Yeah, he like, he did her dirty and then still put the feet on the, yes. the rope and then called out Ron Funches. Yes, which they got a match now in LA. I saw that. <laughs> Took out Ron Funches. Jesus Christ. It was. Oh, a- well, Ron Funches knows that Tony Depp is a garbage human being mm-hmm. and he's not going to stand for this shit. Mm-hmm. The, there was a PBR ladder match, fuck fest scramble or something like that. Uh, I don't know. That's too. Jordan Oliver's in that as well. Yeah, Ninja Mac won that after the craziest sunset flip bomb off of a... 20-foot ladder, 16? No fucking way 16? Was it. You people on your 16? goddamn ladder match. 16? No, it was 12. I'll give you 12. Okay. On top, in the ring. Yeah, but he went down to the ring. He didn't go for the outside. Jeez. Listen, I'm just saying I hate ladder math and I hate you lawn said darts. at the time that you think that's the biggest ladder you've ever seen in a match though. Yeah, personally. Okay. I've never I've never been to a a, a show and seen a ladder that big. Okay, so it's badass. Show. No, it was. All right. Can we but, just say it's badass? Yeah, just get your twenty foot ladder out of here. It's eighteen. <laughs> god damn you guys. Oh my god. He lawn darted him. No, he didn't. <laughs> I'm going to die on all these hills. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Um, but no, he, yeah, Ninja Mac hit a sunset flip bomb on Dante Leon, and it was fucking insane. War Games match between MDK and 440. Incredible, but pretty hard to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's just so much. Two rings, double cage. We're kind of like right by the corner of one of them. So there's just so much going on that I, had to, I went back and watched it. 
And it was incredible. Looks but, good on, on the fight. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty damn good. And But there's so many spots that, like, you missed because you're watching one it's thing. two rings. And there's three other things going on at the yeah. same time. Yeah, for sure. There was scaffolding involved on there, like. God, when uh, Cologne throws a dude off of. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah, well, no. It. You're talking about the finish? Yeah. Okay. Well, before that, they used, they basically used that scaffolding two other times. Like, Kogar put Cologne through a pane of glass on it once. That's right. Then there was another time where they were up top, and it was the same two guys. Mm-hmm. Atticus Kogar, who I just fucking love. Um, Cologne got him with a, like a standing Spanish fly off the top of that into oh, the ring. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was bananas. But then at the very end, like the, the, it built to this big deal where MDK crew, they're like make just like building. It was like me with Lego set when I'm a kid. Only they're using panes of glass and light tubes and doors and shit and chairs. And they make this big like, they make this stack of bullshit (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then then they just throw ricky shane page off the scaffolding onto the bullshit that's right they should have pinned him right there because they just like they gloat for like over a minute and then they like do another move right and like hits him with a pile driver i didn't like that they should right there right yeah i agree also was this was that wasn't the fuck it must have been the fuck fest we forgot about the there is a pretty sweet spot with the milk uh, crate challenge. Yes. Uh, it's Ninja Mac and Dante <laughs> Leon doing the milk crate challenge. And then that other guy, I can't think of I his name. I forgot his name too. Off the top of my head. But he just picks up a, a dude and just chucks him right through all the milk all crates. <laughs> that was right in front of us. I like, yeah, he was muscular blonde haired dude. Yeah. He yeah. also put, I think, Oliver on that ladder too and then picked him yes. up and chucked him out yep. on a bunch of guys too. Very, very fun. And then after that, Matt Cardona defeated Frank the Clown. Oh, yeah. In the GCW Championship Open Challenge before the Chicago screw job happens, Adam. G Raver comes out. His druids. And his druids. And he starts giving Matt Cardona shit. Well, then actually, G right? Raver doesn't even get in the ring. All he the druids. It? I thought he's standing right across. No, he's, he's standing right across. From I think he gets. Well, then does he powder? Because all of a sudden, Cardona just starts kicking the shit out of druids, and they all just powder out except he, one. He must leave then, because I saw he tweeted at Cardona today, and it showed like I wasn't sure if he like stood up on the steps or them, whatever. Like, but. Just standing there, and maybe he was in this. Either way, yeah, yeah, it's irrelevant because it one of the druids hung around. And that druid was Mr. John Moxley. And he drops Matt Cardona, and somehow there's a ref in there to make the pinfall. And we have a new GCW champion. Mr. John Moxley. Yeah. Bullshit. Chicago j- screwjob. Fucking bullshit. It was not a, it was not a match. For you. It was not no, a match. Do you remember the next day I go, that was nuts, right? And he's like, yeah, but uh, Moxley's like the champ. And I'm like, that was You said a- how? I go, yeah, how? It wasn't a match. God, it's bullshit <laughs> is what it was. They counted oh, three. Man. I'm and pretty sure. How about Cardona, though? Coming out with the Deathmatch King gimmick with the crown. It looks like just the like. The Macho King. Oh, it, it was beautiful. Perfect, man. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, What else? Um, Oh, so that was, I mean, that was our, uh, that was a pretty early night. That was our earliest night. We were back yeah. 11.30, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. And then in the morning, it was Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Electric crowd, um, so not just for like eleven a.m. on a Sunday, but like for any independent in, show. Yes, and any independent one I've ever seen. It was awesome. I didn't know a lot of the participants. I had a really good time. 
the the opening match between Edith Surreal and Veda, uh, Veda Scott. Awesome. I love that frontman Jossie. The yeah. frontman dude. Yeah, he was fantastic. Um, we we got out of there. I think right as the main event was happening because we saw the we saw the tag team title match with Mance and uh, yeah Justice, and then the the main event was Effie versus yep. uh, Jake Atlas. Yes, something which, which would have been awesome. Okay, Jake, Jake Atlas. Atlas. Yeah, okay. uh, recently cut from NXT. Yep, that was a good show, and that was fantastic. And then we went to like an all out pregame. There's a beer garden across the street from the Now Arena. It was okay. They had like a cult uh, live art of wrestling. Max Caster was rapping. The Gun Club was in a dunk tank. Yep. We kind of just drank parking lot beers. And at 445, we walked across the street, got in the biggest line I've ever been in. Holy shit, that line was so long. The Now Arena holds 11,000 people. They only have one fucking entrance. Actually, they have a second one. That we got to go in the night before. Where the sweets are. Yes. Yeah. Which was very sweet, no pun intended. But yeah, if you got to sit, I mean, the doors weren't until 6.30. We got in that line at 5, and it was very deep. Yeah. Very, very deep. <laughs> um, Again, shout out to Jeff. <laughs> yes. God damn it. Yes, Jeff's we happen to, we're scanning the crowd. We need to send Jeff sometime. About a third of the way down the line, we see Jeff, and we're like, oh, there's our guy. Let's go hang with him. We'd seen him. He, I was going to say nobody watched more wrestling than us this weekend. Jeff did. He was there for every single thing we were. Yeah. I don't think he watched more than we did, but he was on par. Yes. Then uh, All Out itself, man. Main event of the weekend did not disappoint Maybe the Paul White match disappointed. That was but. such a weird placing. It's like a buff. <laughs> right before the main. <laughs> In between Punk and Darby and well, Kenny You got to bring them up. You got to let them down. You got to bring them up. You got to let them down. Yes. Good God. It was uh, top to bottom. Like all the matches delivered. We can run down the card, but I think we're running. Most people watched it too. We don't need to really run it down. But right, like right, right. favorite match. Mine? Yeah. Cage match. Tag Lucha, cage match. Lucha and, and so good, the man. Bucks. I think that's mine, too. That was a perfect match. If you haven't seen it, like, run, don't walk. Minoru Suzuki showed up to confront Mox. That was awesome. That that's was happening tonight or last night or whenever you listen to this. It was unexpected and awesome. Um, Ruby Soho debuted as the wild card in the Casino Battle Royale. Last eliminating Thunder Rosa, but we don't need to talk about that. Um, I just think that's got that's gotten stale. Debut a uh, debut somebody and the they Joker win the card. Thing. I, yeah. I I I think Thunder Rosa, and that's just not because I'm a huge fan of her, but the fact that I the fact that she's put in so much work, and then somebody just new comes in and and they just get her spot. I guess it's stupid, but that's the way I look at it. it I feel like out. I feel like the talent has to be used to that. Yeah, for sure. By now. Um, one more thing before we get going, we should talk about our seats for all out. Yeah. So we're in like the, the first level. We're not on the floor, but we're in the first level. We're like third row and we sit down and Adam's like, fuck, I fucked up on these tickets. Yeah. Because we're, we're right. We're not by the ring, but we're right by the entryway. We're on the left side of the entrance. If you're coming out of the, the baby face as, tunnel. as a, yes, uh, of the baby face. Tunnel. Yes. And instead it was actually a bonus cause they all go 
right by yeah. us. Ninety percent of them, when they when they finish with their match, they don't go up the ramp. They actually walk along the side. So I got to like high five just about everybody. Every we were getting pictures of people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was great. Oh, I had so much fun doing that. <laughs> yeah, that it was, was so fucking cool. I was so pissed at first. I'm like, we're not gonna be able. To-. I'm like, man, no, it was bullshit. fine. I got it, footage, it was, man. It was, it was, it was so much cool shit. Um, the energy in the building was was awesome, especially when that Darby Allen Punk match. Like, m- I think it more than lived up to the hype. I think so too. And Punk was incredible. I couldn't believe he's you know taken seven years off. It was it was amazing. Kenny Omega versus Christian also way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it took a one winged angel off the top rope to put Christian Cage down, which I liked. Right when he was trying to set up for the. Off the top. And then Kenny cuts that promo about how there's nobody left. Like everybody that could beat him is either already tried and failed or, or dead. dead. And I, I go, <laughs> Adam Cole. I knew it immediately what they were doing. And the lights go out and all of a sudden Adam Cole shows up on the Tron and he walks out and, and, uh, ends up kicking jungle boy in the face and joins Kenny Omega and the elite. That's right. And uh, a couple smooches from those good Christian boys, yes. and uh, we're off to the races. And remember what you said? You're like, wow, he came out just to join uh, Kenny. And I go, unless it's a swerve, bro. And then all of a sudden, Danielson's music hits. And yeah. I'm like, what? Like a souped up uh, WWE version yeah, of Yeah, it was music. like a techno flight of the Valkyries. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it's awesome, though. Oh, it's a great way to cap off a fucking crazy weekend. So the only good. thing that would have made that weekend better. As if the White Castle was open on the way home. Oh, <laughs> that was a swerve. That's bullshit. Me and Matt never get White Castle, but once a year. Yeah, we always try to put down the whole case we try on the to, way home. We pick up a Crave case. We've and, never come close. No. <laughs> we always think we've done really... How many are in there? 30? I think. We always think we've done really good, because they're tiny burgers. They're little, they're little sliders. I'm like, oh, I think we got it this time. We get home, there's 17 of them left in there. Whatever. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> But one of these days we'll do it. And this, my phone said this that the White Castle open. was open until three in the morning. We get out there and it's fu- not only is that shut down, Taco Bell next door is. Yeah, that's that's nuts to me. Staff shortage is real, kids. This is the climate we're living in. I do want to give. Let's give shout outs to Jeff. Yeah. Uh, also, like Michael, Emily, the people from the suites, Johanna, uh, Johanna, um, yes. I think Stephanie, Emily, uh, Emily. Uh, Chicago Rob at GCW Zombie, who I met at uh, I think Rampage. Or, no, all he was out. all over the place. Total Spot Fest uh, podcast. Those guys are cool. And then Jordan Oliver for that Gatorade. Oh yeah, he hooked you up with a Gatorade. <laughs> guy <laughs> what a, fucking what won. a guy. Yeah. There was a limit on his debit or no? He needed to make like a ten dollar purchase for his debit card. And he yeah, really, that I was, was like, funny. how much more money you need? I'll buy a Gatorade. <laughs> I got it. How much <laughs> those Airheads? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> oh man well next week we will be back same time same place we'll talk some more professional wrestling thanks guys bigger than Jesus bigger than wrestling bigger than the Beatles and bigger than breast implants Bigger than Jesus, bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes. 